Hello, happy Monday. Happy Monday to well, everyone in the... I don't know. I don't know where that <laughs> sentence was going, but I tried. Everyone. Podcasts are singular. Like, there's one person listening to us right now. I don't think people sit around and all listen to podcasts together. Really? That would be cool. So, hello to you. And thank hello you very... Hello to you personally. Very... Thank you very much. person. <laughs> thank you very much for tuning into our little show. Special individual. My name is Max. I'm Danielle. And uh, this is Offbeat Tracks. Today, uh, on episode 93, we are talking about the group Naked Eyes, who you almost assuredly had heard of if you were listening to this yeah. show. You've at, you at least heard one song. And yeah, who have probably have more songs that you realize that you didn't realize that you exactly. knew. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the history of Naked Eyes here. These guys are from England. They're specifically from the town of Bath, England. Bath. Their, their names are Peter Byrne and Rob Fisher. Um, basically, Peter is the singer and Rob does all of the instruments. <laughs> and he has a cool mullet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet mullet. Yeah. Um, they originally formed, um, and I'm going to pull up a little article that I found. This is an interview from 1997 that was done, uh, with Peter Byrne, the vocalist. And I absolutely love this. This is how Peter describes how he met, uh, Rob, Rob Fisher. So this is Peter talking. I'm quoting him. He says, I was walking across Pulteney Bridge in Bath when I saw Rob being accosted by a girl with a large temper. My group studio had recently broken up, and by the look of it, so had Rob's. The girl was the singer in his band White Wing. I intervened on his behalf. She could have taken both of us. And we retired to a local hostelry to debate the pros and cons of being in a band. Two hours later, we had a brilliant plan. We would write songs, get a publishing deal, and use that to get a record deal, and then have a hit record. Four years later, we were an overnight success. That is an awesome quote, that last bit. <laughs> Four years later, we were an overnight success. <laughs> They're about to get beat up by a chick. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's, okay. that's interesting. A lovely chance meeting literally on a bridge. Yeah. It's that's like, how, how the two guys in Naked like, Eyes met. How do that's, you just... I don't know. I would stay away from that situation. I don't know, but I that's... Not, see, I don't, that's, I don't do domestic life violence lesson, intervention. Life lesson. If he had been cool and intervened, Naked Eyes never would have happened. Man, maybe so, I should intervene more often. I could be a pop star. That's right. In less than four years. Never know when life's going to come <laughs> at you. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So they end up hooking up with these other guys and making a group called Neon. Yep. And the other guys were Kurt Smith, Roland Orzabal, and drummer Manny Elias and guitarist Neil Taylor, all of whom would be part of Tears for Fears yes. later on. Tears for Fears was was primarily Kurt and Roland, but Manny and Neil um, played um, with them yeah. in studio weird? and on tour, I believe. Um, they released a couple of singles um, as um, Neon, Making Waves and Communication Without Sound. Um, let's drop a little clip of one of those right here. I don't want long discussions right into the night So if you uh, want those, actually, they do appear on a Naked Eyes compilation that came out in 2002. They put all of the all four of the neon tracks on there. Uh, the compilation was called Everything and More. It's credited to Naked Eyes, but those those songs are credited to Neon on the seat. They're the last ones on the Interesting. CD. So, yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, so, of course, eventually, um, Kurt and uh, Roland would break off and do the Tears for Fears thing, leaving Peter and Rob uh, as Naked Eyes. Um and they released their first single, uh, Always Something There to Remind Me, in late 1982. 
You know, I didn't know until just a few years ago that uh, this song was a cover. Oh, you see, this is, I mean, I, I do, but like the thing I, I was going to say about this, which I think makes it such a cool song, is that it does not sound like a cover. It doesn't, there are a lot of covers of 60 songs that come out, you know, like around this time. And right, right, right. They sound it though. Like, you know, it's a cover. This to me is a song on its own. I agree. It's, it's got the same why pop I, I sensibility no of the old, but it also is so different that you, you know, you never know. That's what I think is great about this cover. Well, yeah. It, because it is, you don't know it's cover. It is what's great about the cover and it's what's great about the structure of the underlying song too. It's yes. written in such a way that it, no matter how it's performed, it. It it's fits. a Burke Bacharach, Hal David song. There you go. Which they're very, they have their own thing, but it does not sound that way. Like so much of their stuff sounds dated. It's beautiful, but it's dated. Yes. This does not sound dated. You don't think so? Me. No. Uh, see, I, Not I, in this way. If I hear the original, the way that's delivered, that sounds. Well, yeah, but I mean, this, all, their, their version sounds dated to me too, but I just think it's like more yeah, of a sign of the times, me. but I'm not saying that negatively at all. I don't know. It doesn't as much to me as it could. Like, the delivery to me sounds so modern that it doesn't, you know, strike you as, oh, this is an old Burt Bacharach tune. No, no and it, it is worth noting, by the way, they are definitely not the first people to have recorded a cover oh, of this no, song. No, no, so, no, no. the original was actually a demo recorded in 1963 by Dionne Warwick. Uh-huh. And then it was first released by a guy named Lou Johnson in 1964, who I don't know anything about. Um, sorry, fans of Soul or, or whatever. Lou Johnson. It was also released that same year uh, in 1964 in the UK by a singer named Sandy Shaw. She, Eurovision winner. She had a number one yeah, hit with song. it in the UK. Yeah. Um, the original Lou Johnson version, by the way, only peaked at number 49 in the US. Yeah, that um, R.B. Greaves of Take a Letter Maria fame rec- a letter, Maria. recorded it in 1970 and his version went to number 27. Um and here's what's interesting to me about the Naked Eyes version. So they had a big hit with this in the U.S., obviously, okay? Yes. It was number eight in the U.S. It was also a top ten hit in Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. But in the U.K., it peaked at 59. Yeah, I was reading And, and that would be that. a trend with these guys. They just, for whatever reason, they were hitting in America, and they were hitting in these, like, European culture countries like New Zealand and Australia and Canada. But... They weren't hitting back home. So and rare. I, I, yeah, it is. It's a very For rare UK example of that. Band, I mean, it's another. The only other one because I can think they off were top British. Of my exactly. Head is like Escape Club. That happened with Escape Club. Like Wild Wild West was like nowhere in the UK. Right. They just did not care. But here it was crazy. You know, like that is insane that they did not really hit that much with that. Yep. I can't help recalling how it felt to kiss. Hold you tight. So um, they released their debut album, uh, which was called Burning Bridges Back Home, and it was called Naked Eyes Everywhere Else, um, um, in 1983, the next year. they met on a bridge. Dude. <laughs> just the put FBI. that together. Burning Bridges. He was burning bridges with the with the lady, the on singer. On a bridge. On a bridge. That's Dude. That's not a place you want to have an Brilliant. argument. Brilliant. <laughs> FBI. Someone could have died. FBI. The Forensic Baltimore Institute. <laughs> on it again. 
We need to. We, I, we really need a registry of all the cases we've broken open. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Uh, Poby with Poby uh, Funky and Romeo and Marky Mark. Yeah, Marky that's Mark, that's the uh, one I always remember. Um, anyway, so Burning Bridges. Uh, for whatever reason, when it gets released in the U.S. and Canada, they chopped two tracks off of it. Um, we'll come back to that, but they just know that they shortened it. The version that's called Naked Eyes is shortened by two tracks, and I don't really understand why. But yeah, we uh, have, so we have low. Uh, Low tolerances for it. So they're writing off this big hit, this cover of Always Something There to Remind Me, um, which is just brilliant. Um, And uh, they release a single called Voices in My Head, um, which does not chart anywhere. (laughs) I mean, I can kind of see it. To me, it's like a little bit forgettable, but it's a catchy song. It's great synth pop, but I don't know. It doesn't have the... Doesn't have the magic. Does that make any sense? Yeah, like, I agree. But no, it's fun. It comes on. It's great. Cool. I, I actually think it's a precursor to the next one we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. One, yeah. I, you can tell it's kind of just an early workshop, yes. basically. Yep. Shutting my eyes, I find Opening up my mind What is this sound I'm hearing? Voices in my let's move on to that one um the one that i think that voices in my head is a workshop for of course is promises promises yes which they had another big hit with number 11 u.s charted on the dance chart in the u.s as well um and number 15 in new zealand and again number 95 back home they just don't give a shit back home it's very yeah, perplexing it's, uh, they're in there with margaret thatcher i don't know i don't know why i'm blaming margaret thatcher but i'm gonna you're right to do that she's she's not around what you gonna do beat me up she's uh, the cause for all bad things <laughs> anyway yeah no i enjoy the thing about the song is that i never think about it as like being one of my favorite songs that i ever choose to hear but it's on 80s radio all the time and it's one of those things I never think about the song, but if I hear it, it's in my head. <laughs> and I will be like, it's in my head right now because I was like prepping and now we've said it out loud and I'm going to be singing it the whole day, even though I never choose to yep, listen it to is. it. It's one of those that it's just, so this, this will never go away from like retro radio, 80s radio. This is always on the, the playlist. The way that Promises, Promises and Always Something There to Remind Me is on like old 80s like radio stations and stuff. You would think that Naked Eyes was the hugest band ever like they charted it's true, well though, here but it, it's but like they're, they're so all over radio these songs that you would think they were number one and it is <laughs> i i very much associate promises promises with like um the romantics that's what i like yeah. about you and like greg ken band jeopardy just these songs that like are always on 80s radio stations or 80s compilation cds that they try to sell to people who like barely listen to 80s music yeah and it, it's very weird to me because like when you say naked eyes promises promises isn't even the first song that you should think of but it's on all the time but it, yeah Somehow. it's like that's it's the one that gets included in the compilations it's very yeah. strange When the lights go out. So, fine song. Like the song. Yeah. This was also a top 40 hit, number 37 in the US. Weird. What the hell's going on in this music video? 
I'm trying to remember which one this is. Oh, was. okay. So you didn't see the music video. So No, I did, but I'm trying to remember which one it this is. This is the one where the woman is sleeping in her bed and a bunch of terrifying little leprechauns come in and pull her bed out of the window. <laughs> I watched part of it and I was like, I gotta, yeah, I I don't, gotta watch anything else. These Literally, these little creatures, <laughs> like, played by actual, like, humans with dwarfism, come out of her closet and lift her bed and shove it out the window and then suddenly she's, like, slow dancing with a bride, like, a or with her, with her 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 dude her prince like it's a beauty and the beast situation and she has on like the bridal gown i don't i don't know what the hell is going on in this video and there are random interspersed cuts of naked eyes singing the song well i mean it's uh what year is this like 83 83 yeah that sounds very 1983 i think we should not answer or not ask questions about that stuff yep uh the fbi will not be taking on that case no i i don't think so Before we move on, I did want to talk about one of the two that I mentioned earlier were cut from the Burning Bridges version of the album. So this is one of them, the song A Very Hard Act to Follow. I actually really like this song. It's a weirdo song. It is, but it's... so weird. It's like it's got personality, right? Oh my god, yeah. And I, so I don't know why they cut this one, because I, th- I think it's it was one of their more unique ones. Yeah, maybe it's just, it wasn't, I don't know, it doesn't sound not unlike them, but it also doesn't sound like the rest of it. And it's a very weird little song. It's like got those tempo changes and... yeah. I don't know. It's it's something that you aren't expecting. The whole song, it just takes turns you're not expecting. And I think maybe, I don't know, probably some guy at the record label was like, this is not the brand. Some guy. Some guy. Damn it, some guy. <laughs> His name is probably Sal. I don't know why, yeah. but Sal. Sal. Yeah. Sal was like, I'm, you pic- know, I'm is- picturing him as more of a Chet. Like snappy record exec name. <laughs> that sounds like a Texan guy to me. Well, like yeah, this was, it was for the U.S. version. Trip. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, guys, hey, yeah, loving the loving the thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this uh, very hot act to follow. Ain't going to cut it. Nope. <laughs> okay, Chet. And they were like, oh, sorry, Chet. <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll snip that right off. I'm going to burn this bridge now. <laughs> Nothing else has me. So Naked Eyes released a second album in 1984, uh, Fuel for the Fire. They're very into the whole burning and fire thing. Oh, boy, I didn't <laughs> think a, about that it's either. Ne- <laughs> it's a shame they never got to the third album because it would have been like, The Towering Inferno. Yeah, with all the fire around, they probably shouldn't have Naked Eyes. They should be wearing safety goggles to protect. <laughs> Actually, I just realized the fire is diminishing because it's burning bridges and then fuel for the fire. So the third would be like, hey, the third album's just called, Hey, does anybody have a match? <laughs> so this was number 83 in the u.s this album um led by a fantastic uh lead single which again was a top 40 hit called what in the name of love this is one that's top 40 in the u.s it was it was number 39 it was barely top 40 
um, and also charted on U.S. Dance. Um, did not fare so well in Canada or anywhere else. Um, I don't know why this one doesn't get remembered alongside Promises, Promises, and Always Something That Will Remind Me. I think it's just as good a song. I really do. I think it's as good. I don't know. Something about it isn't... It's a super catchy song, and it's a great little pop tune. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't... It's like uh, earlier what I said with um, Voices in My Head. Like, it's good, and it's catchy, but it just doesn't stick in that same way. Like, I think it's I guess a little that's bit... Fair. There's a lot of things that sound like that in a way. I guess, but I, I, don't I would know. know. I remembered this one instantly the first time I heard it. I mean, oh, it's just yeah, that yeah. I mean, it's one of these hooks that's song. never going to leave my brain. Oh, yeah, it's a good hook, a really good hook. Yeah, I don't know. I remember us before, the slipped away. Won't you tell me what did I do? What did I say? So I'm very into New Hearts. This is a uh, this is a great song. I think it's so good. It's so like the production on Naked Eyes songs are very interesting. They go like hard on the synth layers, and it's yeah. so fun. And it's layered synth like crazy. It is. This song almost had like a Pointer Sisters vibe to me. Yeah. It's it's it it feels very like correct for 1984. Uh-huh. I think they moved well from 1983 to 1984. I think so too. Um, and this song is one of those. Because they, yeah. they do, they go they go a little bit more dance pop on this record. They do. it Yeah, it sounds different. But it's, yeah, this is a really good little song. And it's fun. And it's very layered. I love it. So just one more here. I had to talk about one of the Arthur Baker songs because Arthur Baker is one of my favorite producers ever. Um, and he did a couple of the songs on this record. Um, this was my favorite. It's called Sacrifice. What did you think of this? What a jam. Yeah, right? This is like capital J. Capital jam. J. Jam. Capital I mean, it's, J. It's Arthur Baker. What do you want? Yeah, it's so good. It's a great little club song. Like it's oh, very good. Another layered synth problem. Not a problem, but whole situation. <laughs> yes, I'm 100% situation. okay with yes. it. It's a whole situation. Super in it. Yeah, I really like it. I'm glad you included this on here because I think that's a really fun song. It's so good. And that was the last Naked Eyes album. Yep. Proper. Anyway, um, there would be another one. We'll get there in a sec. Um, so they split, I guess, over creative differences at the time. Um, Rob Fisher went on and made um, a group called Climby Fisher with a dude named Simon Fisher. Uh-huh. Very 
British late eighties pop. Like if you are into breathe and Johnny hates jazz and that kind of thing, that's, that's what climbing Fisher was doing that kind of North England, um, late eighties pop. Um, he did unfortunately pass away of cancer in 1999. Um, Byrne, Peter Byrne, um, went on as a studio musician and a songwriter. He actually, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see that he wrote a song for one of the Olsen twins movies? Which song? I am the cute one. I am the cute one. She's just my sister. I don't know. Oh my God, you know the song. Oh, I I had a college roommate who was super into the old Olsen Olsen (laughs) twin thing. So I didn't see them until I was like 18 or 19. And like, I'm telling you what, they have a sort of kitsch appeal. She and pulled have, that right off the top of her head. I yeah. saw it. That was amazing. Yeah. My, my so old yeah, roommate did, used to listen to that. Did you have any idea that the guy from Naked Eyes wrote that song? No, I well, never once thought about who could have written that there, song. Yeah, either. There you go. <laughs> um, so Peter Byrne did end up reforming Naked Eyes in 2005, sort of. I mean, obviously it was a new lineup of musicians because there was no more Rob Fisher. Um I think that the first time they resurfaced is actually on a compilation CD I bought over a decade ago called 80s Hits Stripped that has a version of Promises Promises credited to Naked Eyes, but it's really just him playing with an acoustic guitar. Peter That's Byrne. really cool. So I think that that was probably the him testing the waters with what he eventually did the next year in 2007 with a new album called Fumbling with the Covers, which is a great title for a cover album. <laughs> So it's Peter Byrne and his new Naked Eyes lineup. It is credited to Naked Eyes. Yeah, um, I think he's just got like musicians behind him now. Yes, uh, and they did a bunch of covers of old Naked Eyes songs and old um, pop songs. That's very cool. So that's the most recent incarnation we've had of Naked Eyes. I think 11 he does years ago. some shows too. I think he goes. Around yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he tours under the Naked Eyes moniker yes. with um, some people. These '80s retro tours that have popped up in the last, you know, seven eight years. Yep, he's out there. He's out there doing them as Naked Eyes. I don't blame him. I know. So just very interesting. Naked Eyes were one of those groups that I'd not really thought about. And that's why I wanted to do a show on them. Like as as far as, you know, who they were, you know, how many albums they had. So it's interesting to me that they it really was only just the two albums. Yeah, I always thought I do think of them as like this 80s staple. You do because it's on all the time. And they just always seem to me like a band who like had a couple big hits but also probably put out like 12 albums right. that like no one just no one listened to or you forgot about it. But I nope. was very surprised to see it was just two. Yep. <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> like I thought you were just like skipping all the other albums. I was like, wow, there's nope. a lot on here, Max. And then I was like, just two. hell, hell. How did I, how did I yep. thought they were super prolific. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. There you go. So uh, I guess we should give our contact info because I got nothing else about Naked Eyes. I think we have uh, we have given. Other than they need to be set in the fires, put on the safety goggles. That's right. Children. And does anybody have any matches? Does anybody have any matches? Uh, <laughs> we are. If you on... would like to add fuel to our fire, you can hit us up. <laughs> that <laughs> Dad, you is like a that? damn good. Song. You like that? Thank you. <laughs> Uh, we are online at offbeattrackscast.com. Um, and we are also on a website that we have that is called <laughs> offbeattrackscast.com. Which got- is what I just said, so I'll give our Twitter oh, handle shit. now. I thought you said Twitter. God. Well, it's okay. Everybody's allowed an off day, yes. No, uh, I'm like off- super. I think I'm too awake. I got all- too much sleep last night. Too awake? <laughs> I haven't even had coffee yet today. Oh my God. Like, All right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Our Twitter handle is Offbeat Tracks. Please tweet us. Do not send <laughs> us any caffeinated beverages. Have I told you our website yet? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week. We're so sorry. Sorry.